This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, one of our favorite local authors is back with us. And of course, he has written another great thriller. You know him as the author from Vancouver, who also still keeps his day job as an emergency room doctor in the city. Daniel Calla is with us. His latest book is called We All Fall Down. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's great to be back. Thanks, Amy. What number is this? Number 10. Number 10, double digits. That's a big deal. Yeah, it feels like a big deal. It, it should feel like a big deal. Last time we had you on, you had written a trilogy of books that kind of were deeply historical fiction and quite different from what you had written. This is more back to your thriller roots. Tell us about it. Yeah, no, the last one, the sort of Shanghai trilogy was World War II, a very personal story to me about a group of German Jews who survived in in, your, in Shanghai at the time. And uh, But I never left my thriller roots. I just thought that was an incredible basis for a story, you know, and it was still, you know, largely a suspense novel. And and now I have a chance to tell a contemporary thriller with a huge historical backstory. So that's, that was really fun. What is the historical backstory? Well, it's the Black Death, right? So this, the whole premise of this novel is that, that in Italy, in a monastery that's kind of being corruptly redeveloped, the plague starts to leak out again. And it's not just any plague, it's the actual Black Death, the same strain that wiped out a third of to a half of Europe in three years in the mid-14th century. And so the story goes back and forth between the contemporary heroes trying to figure out where it's coming from and how to stop its spread, and a kind of forgotten diary from a doctor who lived in that same monastery and bravely fought the plague 700 years before. And it's sort of his, you know, and eventually the two stories interconnect when the heroes get their hands on the diary, and it's kind of one of those lock, you know, hidden secret kind of stories. Where do you get your ideas from? Because that's really quite something. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, the idea to write, uh, you know, uh, 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 like I'm, I mentioned to you before, I was obsessed with, for whatever reason, the Black Death. I mean, that sounds, <laughs> that I'm sounds not a, a very weird, fun yes. person, apparently. But, um, you know, but I've always, like as a kid, I always knew about it, but I didn't know about it. I just knew the kind of myth of the Black Plague and, you know, and you'd see all the images and the weird nursery rhymes and everything. But I didn't really know the details of what it was about. And I always wanted to write about it. And then I started to research and it was just fascinating because not only did it wipe out half of Europe, it, it, it reinvented Western society. I mean, we wouldn't have the Renaissance without the Black Death. We wouldn't have so many things we have now. Um, and so uh, discovering that, it was so rich. I thought, what great themes to build a thriller around. What is your research process like then? Like, do you give yourself a certain amount of time? Do you travel for your research? Is yeah. it online? Like, how do you do that? <laughs> it used to be online. Nowadays, I, uh, I treat myself to, you know, I spend a couple of weeks in Italy. Oh, that's uh, tough. Researching. That's yeah, tough. I know. <laughs> the, things, the things we do for our art, eh, the way we suffer. But in Genoa, where the novel is largely set and starts, which is an amazing city, you know, a medieval renaissance, incredible incredibly culturally rich city and so spent some time there on on the ground and then you know and then of course read a lot about it and you know referenced all kinds of online and actual books and such to find out about the black death but yeah um and turned to you know in the contemporary story talks about controlling a very frightening outbreak and so i have friends who are epidemiologists and microbiologists and i always turn to them to because to me it's important when i these are fiction but these stories but to me it's really important to get the medicine right the history right i want people to know what it would be like if if an outbreak happened and how 
scientists and governments would go about trying to stop it. Is that the challenge sometimes with what you're writing? Like trying to make sure that what you're writing is accurate and yet like a, a thriller and, and exactly. interesting to read and all of that. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably the art form, right? Conveying, yeah. you know, conveying interesting, accurate information without boring readers, right? And that's how I grew up. And that's what I love about the kind of writing I undertake, whether it's historical fiction or contemporary fiction. I, I like to, to try to teach or at least educate people about a subject that I'm learning about myself, but, but give them a character, give them a storyline, to several characters and a storyline to care about. That's how I learned most of my history growing up with writers like James Mishner and such. And, oh, I you know, love Mishner. I know. What's your favorite great. Mishner book? Oh, God. I, you know, I don't know, The Source, Hawaii. Oh. I know. I I just can't believe you named my two favorite books. There you go. Those are the exact um, same ones. But it's sort of yeah. But it's and that was and this is really fun in this book. I get to to inform a little history and a little yeah. bit of modern day medical science. So then, why do you still work at your regular job? <laughs> Come on, you can't possibly need to still work well, at, as an ER doctor. That must uh, just seem so different from going home and writing. Well, I do need to. I have uh, <laughs> expensive daughters in school, and uh, <laughs> Don't I have. Uh, I live in Vancouver, so but. Uh, it's it's great though. I love that you know. To me, the, there's such energy in both jobs. You know, when when I'm when I'm writing a novel and I'm re- the going back to work, talking to people, meeting real life problems is a nice break from the writing. And of course, you know, That's the true. writing is yeah. the best release for me for a stressful ER shift or a bunch of you know commitments at the hospital to go home and just be able to to get my release and get my revenge in my writing is great. Does the book mainly live in your head when you're writing it? Do you talk about it with people? Do you bounce ideas off of people or is it all there until you get it out? (laughs) Well, I'm not quite the Unabomber, so there's a yes or no. Uh, you know, I, I do talk to people, but it largely, it's a very organic process for me writing. My outlines are very brief, you know. And I okay. had the idea for the, the story and I had the setting, but I had no idea who the villains were and how, you know, because it's a thriller, there has to be some bad guys. And, and then, you know, how I'd bring church inter- intrigue in, which I very much did both. And all these storylines, they just evolve. And to me, that's like the, the most exciting, the funnest part at the end, uh, stuff I had no idea when I start on page one or even I get to page 30, there's this, there's the stories that suddenly exist at the end of it that I never dreamed would be there. So do you write then that way in a linear fashion then? You don't kind of map it out ahead of time or do you just sit down loosely, and write? Just, just loosely mapping it out. And this linearly was difficult because I was writing literally two storylines, yeah. a historic one and, and a contemporary one. So some of the stuff got moved around so that, that they aligned, you know. There's some parallels, lots of parallels that, that exist in the contemporary storyline and and the historical example. For example, um, you know, when the Black Death first breaks out in this in this story, they don't know where it's coming from. They suspect bio, bioterrorism, and then they suspect Islamic extremism, which leads to this kind of backlash of Islamophobia. And it's, it's a red herring, but... Um, in the novel, I touch on the fact that really in, in during the time of the plague, there was lots of scapegoating. And it was the first kind of organized genocides right. of the Jews because they blamed the Jews for poisoning the wells and people used them for all kinds of advantage to capitalize on getting rid of, you know, these Jewish communities. And so it was a great opportunity for me to say, yes, obviously we've evolved hugely as a society and medical science has advanced hugely, but fear is fear and panic is panic and people still resort to the lowest common denominator when, so when the unknown happens. Yeah. So. 
That is so fascinating. You know, there's so much, so many great books out there right now. And I feel like we're kind of in a golden age of reading. Like the amount of literature, it's just, it's phenomenal to yeah. me. Like, do you feel like that too? Like books yeah. have really had quite a renaissance. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think so. I don't know they ever went away, but there's great writers out there. But it's a bit overwhelming, you know. You can sit That's down true. with a Netflix series and knock it off, you know, or at least, uh, well, Netflix is time consuming That's too. So, where these so long, true. But it just becomes, you know, sometimes it's paralyzing with so many choices out there. So do you see this as the beginning of something perhaps, or is this... No, this was always meant as a standalone yeah. uh, thriller. My next novel... Uh, already is, in your head? It's already on paper. It's, what? Uh, yeah, well, it, yeah, so there's a How quite a... How fast do you write? Well, there's a leeway process, right? Between There's a leeway time between uh, when a book's first draft is done and when a book comes out. I'm really excited to be with Simon & Schuster now. We've been incredibly supportive publishers of this. And so, you know, we already were discussing the next book last year, and I've got... I don't want to <clears throat> reveal too much, but it's set in Vancouver, this one, and it's about ah. a very, very, very topical medical theme, so... Now I'm intrigued by yeah. that. We're going to have to have you back for that as well. So how far in advance do you have another book in your mind? Well, this book <laughs> is done. The this, next this, one. This, this one's out of your head. So you've already got one written. Yeah. Okay. And so now, yeah. So now we're talking about the book after the next one, which is not in my head at all. We're just so bouncing haven't ideas. Oh. Haven't got ideas. But yeah, I mean, sometimes my books have been one year between publications like this or some, in this case, it's been three years since I've had a yeah. book published. So it, you know, so sometimes you have some time between. Well, that's good. It sounds like you deserve a little downtime. <laughs> Listen, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me on. Always All the time. The book is called We All Fall Down. It is available now, and I am putting it on my bedside table today. That is Daniel Kellett. Make sure you pick that book up today.